0: Hello everybody, welcome to, trust me, it's good, trust me, it's nearly Christmas Yes it it's is sleigh bells, tingling, ring, jing jingling through. Come on, a little bit of for you
1: Don't forget that's the carrots for Rudolph, or you can just go to McDonald's Because oh. that's what you're going to go to McDonald's for, carrots I am,
0: <laughs> I was conned, absolutely conned, by a Christmas ad this year Oh, I is won't it the Elton John one? No, first of all, that's very disappointing, that ad. Disappointing? Yeah. How so? Do you like it? It's okay. It's Cause not the as thing, good as their
1: other ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the
0: John Lewis ads usually are like something emotional, obviously. But it's something you can kind of connect with, or it's, you know, something that everyone feels. Whereas Elton John's like, oh, that dude's a freaking billionaire. is <laughs> yeah. crazy? No, and I'm all like... he
1: did was start by playing the piano, which is yeah. kind of obvious. And I think for like the first week they had that ad out, they didn't actually sell pianos. So you could go, oh, I want to be just like Elton John and go to John Lewis and go, well, we, we don't sell pianos. So I think they do now, but like for the first week or week and a half or something.
0: John Lewis so. management's like, we've made a serious mistake. <laughs> now we
1: got to start selling musical instruments. Down. Oh,
0: no. There's a kid here looking for a bass guitar. What the Oh, won't make billions with a bass, dude. Oh, no. The one that conned me was the Aldi ad for the carrot. First of all, Kevin the carrot. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kevin's. him. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. But the ad they have this year with him features a big lit up red truck. Oh. And the ad starts with this truck, you know, going by the houses and the, the happy Christmassy music. And I'm sitting at home. And going, you're thinking the holidays are coming? <gasps> the holidays are coming. That's a carrot driving that truck. <laughs> and it's it, it just, it's a con. I felt so abused. I can't believe they got me. But then I actually saw an ad. I think it was from either last year or the year before. That I hadn't seen before. And it made, I'm honest to God, it made me cry.
1: Why?
0: It's, Why cry, um, Kevin? Because I'm a mess. Because I'm an emotional mess, right? First of all, I should explain what the ad is for. And that's this is what is really ridiculous. It's an ad for a Heathrow airport. Okay. Why they need to advertise, not just for Christmas, but at all, is crazy. When literally, one of the busiest airports in the world. And they're like, we need a marketing campaign. Too many people are flying out of Luton. <laughs> I actually, was yeah, I think I flew into Luton before. Surprisingly, not near Lo- not near London at all.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it's very much the Ryanair approach
0: yeah. of yeah.
1: let's land in London by staying in Dublin and you can just it's, make your own
0: way there. Yeah. <laughs> it's flying into Shannon to get to Belfast. <laughs> um, but this Heathrow Airport ad is about these two teddy bears who fly home for Christmas, are wandering through the airport or all adorably. And then it turns out they're two old people whose family meets them for Christmas, and ah, oh. oh, it just it it's like Paddington Bear that kind of style. Just it kicks you right in the heartstrings.
1: But Tesco had a Paddington Bear type ad as
0: well. They so. did as well. So there's so like, I think people have just realised cute teddy bears.
1: Hey, teddy bears! <laughs> this thing, I know they've been around for literally hundreds of years, but. People love you and stuff.
0: I'm sensing the trend. You know what's actually do you know what's big this year? What is big this year? In in terms of toys. There's a there's a theme. Two things. One, for some reason, unicorns.
1: Yes. Yeah, there is a Very lot big it, like. this year. Two poop. <laughs> yeah, poop and slime. There's an awful poop lot of slime making around.
0: And listen if you ever you know, us being adults, if we ever go out for a a few drinks the next morning they're usually the same thing um <laughs> but like it's just whatever it is in, in work recently we had like a display of toys and just the, every second one was like oh yeah it's this doll that poops there's this game don't step in it where it's literally don't step in the poop <laughs> i don't know what the hell's going on it's just well
1: like... i i remember ads from our childhood like with baby wee wee do you remember oh, baby, baby wee wee wee-wee. yeah exactly so <laughs> I do remember baby
0: wee wee. At least yeah. they're
1: sort of moving on to solids now, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not all that solid.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, but see, there, it's it's more creative because that was just a baby going wee wee. This is a unicorn shit.
1: <laughs> like I, I, I hope I, it smells I, like rainbows. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, strawberry. Um, it's it's you know, I guess if whatever kids are into these days, but like. Just give them, I don't know, a ball and a hula hoop, or do you know what? If you want to give them something really special, get them real shit. Go all out and get them the actual, an actual turd. Why not? <laughs> or,
1: get them a, a dog and it'll make your own
0: turds and. <laughs> a dog. To learn a responsibility. Dog's, and- <laughs> a dog shit is for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Christmas because we're at the end of the year. Snow is falling all around us, etc., etc. And we have finally cobbled together our list of our favorites of 2018. I don't want to say best of 2018 because yeah. people get so angry, so angry over you, over people ranking things. And so we're just saying this is the shit we like, folks. This is we, our favorites. Our favorites. I recently started watching. A music reviewer on YouTube who nearly has to put a disclaimer at the end of every episode saying, this is what I thought. You need to calm down. Get off 4chan and stop sending me death threats because I didn't like a Kanye West album that much.
1: I, I've just... You know, i was last Monday. I went to see the uh, new Wreck-It Ralph film. Because oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph is one of the best Pixar movies of the last... Oh, uh, it's not Pixar, Pixar, Pixar now. Disney... Yeah. Disney thing. Does, does thank thing. you
0: as i push the glasses back up on my nose,
1: <laughs> and uh it it makes a, a great play on the you know never go into the comment section oh good that, that's a big good. part of the plot and stuff and it's like yes very good <laughs> teach <laughs> very children true. all about staying away from the comment section yeah. <laughs> unless you want to leave a comment where you can contact us
0: sure at, you don't you don't need to just comment you can tweet us i like what Ooh. you did there. thanks for that Trust me uh ask trust me podcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash trust me it's good. Go to tiny.cc slash T M I G Spotify where you'll find a collection of very nearly all of the music we've spoken about on this show. So is our favourites of oh also email us trust it's good podcast at gmail.com if you so wish. Um our favourites of the year that's gone, twenty eighteen. Do you think this has been a bit of fast year? It's kind of flown by.
1: Yeah, I just... Was- thinking about the last gig i was at because it's going to be one of our topics coming up just hint hint but uh, i can't believe that it was all the way back in april when it like it literally feels like last month
0: yeah uh, like i don't know it's because i think we're still kind of technically new to the workforce where i'm like (laughs) oh so like there's no summer break in real life (laughs) you pay taxes every year yeah i don't get two months off to do nothing (laughs) oh great uh anyway as you suggested we're going to start with our favorite gig of the year and yours was way back when in April
1: it was back in April 28th at the Tivoli theater here in uh, Dublin uh, sorry April 23rd a week earlier uh, at the Tivoli theater in Dublin and it was Don Broco which I discovered at that night when they introduced themselves as Don Bro- I've been saying Broco for yeah. literally years and everybody I was talking to at the gig called them Brocco as well, and I think it was just a big surprise when everybody saw them and was like, "Oh, it's All that's right. how you pronounce
0: it, Don Brocco."
1: Yeah, no, like I it. don't like that. I, I I still hear myself calling them Brocco as well. Yeah, but I, I gotta go with what they say. Um, Do you
0: think they just say it differently in every gig just to mess with
1: <laughs> Just to mess with everybody's yeah.
0: head. That would be absolutely amazing. We're not We're Dom <laughs> Ew
1: but uh yeah it was an absolutely fabulous gig i've already talked about their uh, their album technology on the show and uh, the gig was very sort of technology heavy because it was uh, the tour supporting that album but um i'd never been to the tivoli theater before have you been
0: yeah i've been once yeah saw... and it's, a, it's a really yeah, it's nice just... sort
1: of gig isn't it it's a it's a kind of a small place but yeah. you know you'd still get about i don't know 300 500 people in yeah, maybe
0: I, I, i'm Awful at estimating, estimating like crowd sizes. Um, Somewhere There's between... kind of two like venues in it because there's a theater. Yeah, oh, yeah you I... in kind of like this small kind of sidey room. You kind of go in the side. No, it was it was the theater part, all right. Oh, the big was theater it? was it? Yeah, so it was
1: there was like you know proper stage in it and kind of a pace and everything and. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. It was good. Now and. um you know. it was it was good because I've been to an awful lot of gigs you know at the 3 Arena and sort of outdoor mm-hmm. venues and I hadn't really been in that sort of enclosed space for a while and that really like it really does add to the atmosphere and you know when everybody's really close up and you know literally people stage diving and you know not just hitting a security guard that's just standing in front there you know literally getting into the crowd and stuff and that really helps with this kind of music and you could tell that the band were really really interested really really into it and um, there was some nice uh warm-up backs as well appella from dublin which was probably one of the best um
0: that's uh darry quilty isn't it who does i think so is he still yeah, yeah that sounds he's, right think he's still on 90 fm big dj anyway yeah, yeah,
1: but it was a, it was a really great gig, and uh, like I said, it was sort of very new music heavy. But I'm a, a big fan of the uh, the album recently. But some of the great old ones going in as well with Tug Workout, one of their really old ones, something like Money, Power, Fame, and Nerve to really sort of get all of their stuff in. And mm. it's really, you know, it really felt like this is the last time you're going to see this band in a te- you know in a theater this small. That they will be hitting the heights next with another album, hopefully soon enough.
0: That's that's good, so... It's nice to get get up that close in person with him. Absolutely. Well, my gig of the year, from the 24th of October, um, was in the three arena, so it wasn't as intimate as yours. But it is, without doubt, well, no, with a little bit of doubt, but I've decided, I've decided the best gig I've ever been to. Ooh. It was David Byrne in the three arena, uh, part of his American Utopia tour. Um... David Byrne, of course, formerly of Talking Heads, star of Stop Making Sense, which I've spoken about before on this show, and uh, some of the most impressive albums of all time with Talking Heads, such as Remain in Light as and Speaking in Tongues. Um, the show was the best thing I've ever seen. It was kind of, the stage was um, kind of like a cube kind of thing, where he had this kind of just grey chains. I actually think they were chains. From a distance, they look like a big beaded curtain, but I actually think they were chains hanging down. He comes out in a grey suit, his entire band with him. Everything's kind of uh, mobile so everyone can walk around the stage. There's a guy with a keyboard kind of strapped to him, who looked really awkward. There's like half a dozen uh, percussionists and drummers. And he's just kind of doing this incredible, it was performance. It was entirely choreographed. Every single step was in place. And he stood there and he sang a couple of songs from his new album, which came out this year, American Utopia, which I think is all right. I'm not entirely crazy about his solo stuff. But then he did Talking Heads hits. He did the big two of This Must Be The Place and Once In A Lifetime. He did Burning Down The House. He did Road To Nowhere. He even did Lazy. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. David Byrne is Mick McCarthy's baby. Absolutely. And it was just... For me, it was, you know, really, really amazing. I got to see Stop Making Sense again the the other weekend with a bunch of friends. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking, like, you're always going to see Stop Making Sense. So this is basically Stop Making Sense, but he's literally right there in front of you. Exactly.
0: Like, talking heads will never get back together. That's something I've come to realize. He has completely moved on. He doesn't care. And it's horrible to say that. He doesn't care about the rest of the band. So we'll never see Talking Heads again. So this is as close as we'll get, and it was outstanding. This is a man in his sixties who was literally jumping around the stage and can still sing. He's got a great set of lungs on him. It was just incredible. The light show was amazing for such a simple stage setup. He, you know, it was a wonderful presence, a wonderful performance, and I, you know, I got to see him do Once in a Lifetime live, and I'll take it. I'll take it. There's good, water so. at the
1: bottom of the ocean.
0: There's water at the bottom of the ocean. Rude water. I amazing. don't.
1: I don't know what that means, but I know yeah. that it's very deep and mean. Here's the <laughs>
0: thing. Here's the thing. Once in a lifetime, apparently, is a song about a midlife crisis. Sure. Now, that means everything in it is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's you know busy saying you know worrying about his wife and his house and his car. But then also losing his mind and saying water dissolve and water remove and there is water above the ocean, and it, it's you know look that song is what it is. It's amazing, but uh, you know the American Utopia show is really really spectacular. I've seen you know people wonder what's going to happen next because he's basically do, he's doing an entire world tour of it. I think there's talk maybe of doing a run on Broadway, may, hopefully filming it because it would be an incredible film. Up there with Stop Making Sense. It really is that good. So, yeah. David Bourne, best gig I've ever seen. So, sounds like 2018 was a very good year for live shows for the two of us. So, how was it for the recorded music? The other end of the scale. What about, um i let you go first, your your picks for album of the year. Maybe Do you have some kind of, you, you can mention first and then your one big one. Do you have a big pick?
1: Sure, yeah, well... I- Just to go back to Don Broco, their technology was kind of up there for a while, but then there's kind of been a a recent influx of albums that have kind of just just slightly overtaken it. But just to give technology a a quick shout out with songs like the title track and Stay Ignorant, definitely on every playlist I have at the minute. But I have kind of a joint second in my albums of the year, and I have to... Give a shout out to my lovely girlfriend Amy for getting me one for my birthday, which was the Biffy Clyro unplugged set live at the Roundhouse oh, in nice, London, yeah. which was really, really nice. I was going to put in, uh, you know, talk about the Biffy Clyro gig I was at last year, which was this really high energetic, you know, lots of foot stomping and head, you know, banging and all that sort of stuff that goes with a, a Biffy Clyro concert. And just to see him in this kind of setting is, you know, so so different but they have an awful lot of songs that are really really um really work in this setting some that you might not think of stuff like mountains and bubbles they really really shine with just the, you know just the bare minimum of the guitar drums and bass and you know this is a, a gig that I, I didn't even know they still made unplugged gigs but um, it's you know, it's something
0: MTV unplugged, is it? Or yeah, M- wow. MTV
1: unplugged. Yeah, so you know, there was a, a DVD came out and that kind of stuff. But I got the vinyl version, and you can really hear the just the beauty of the album, and you know, the uh the real fun that they're having. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's an awful lot of sort of breakdowns between the songs, and they're just having a laugh, and you know, getting involved with the crowd and that kind of stuff. And it's very close, and it's very intimate, and it's an awful lot of fun. But like I say, it's. They're a band that's known for their, you know, wild time changes and you know just songs that kind of drift out and go nowhere and just sort of build up into this great cacophony of noise. But an awful lot of these songs are just more, you know, you know, introverted and you know Simon Neal really gets the chance to look deep inside himself and really bring these songs to life. Songs that are deeply personal to him, something like Folding Stars or Machines. And, you know, it's absolutely a wonderful album, um, but only good enough for Joint Second, along with um, an album that came out. Qu- it, was, it was something I wanted to talk about earlier on in the year when it did come out, but we just unfortunately didn't get to it. But it's uh, Eat the Elephant by A Perfect Circle, which a lot of people will know is the uh, sort of the other band of Maynard James Keenan, Keen the uh, Tool frontman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. This album was kind of a, a bit of a surprise in that everybody was thinking about Tool and Tool are coming back next year with their own album. They're headlining all the big festivals and other playing Download and something uh, like Hellfest or one of those. So everybody was kind of focused in on Tool and he kinda of just slipped this one out just before it. It's only their fourth studio album and their first in fourteen years.
0: Wow. But
1: um it's it's a really, really powerful album in that, you know, Tool is very heavy and it's very, you know, sort of droning and this is much more mellow, it's much more very much kind of like an an unplugged set, you know, it's introverted and it's somebody that's looking deep inside themselves and to really bring out songs that mean an awful lot to them. So I think it was it was clever of him to just sort of get these songs out through a different outlet in A Perfect Circle and for me personally I always thought that A Perfect Circle was just a better way for mayor James Keane to get his you know get his stuff out I suppose and um, stuff like The Doomed, The Contrarian. Um, for me my song of the year as well is So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. It's one of those songs that's de- you know deceptively kind of happy. It's a you know it's something you're not really expecting from the album particularly out coming after The Doomed which as it suggests is a very sort of you know heavy laden uh, you know guitars drums and bass really mm-hmm. going hell for leather whereas So Long and Thanks for All the Fish is you know acoustic it's upbeat and then you look at the lyrics and there's an awful lot of you know nostalgia theme to the lyrics and you know just thinking about all the things that are gone and past and It's kind of the the happiest way to look towards the future, but a future that's crumbling and dying. So it kind of, you know, it kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's this weird mix of, you know, you can see the end of the world is coming, but you're kind of happy about it. And you're just thinking about all the things that you've done in your life. And you're kind of happy with what you've done for yourself.
0: It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine.
1: Exactly, basically. So, (laughs) okay, not a new uh, sort of tactic in songwriting, (laughs) but it's definitely something that that sort of sticks with you long after the album is finished. Some of the other songs that are uh, sort of uh, to talk about here is Talk Talk, which is a really great song I remember talking about earlier on in our sort of podcasting history, talking about bands that, you know, bad presidents make great music. And one thing about A Perfect Circle is they're really sort of taking up that mantle of, You know, looking at the state of society and particularly in America and just sort of calling it out and uh, really working towards what is hopefully going to be a better future. And Talk Talk is one of those ones that really sort of takes aim at the, you know, the whole thoughts and prayer culture of particularly mainstream politicians and that kind of stuff. So I think it's a very important song and something that everybody should keep in and something like Delicious as well, getting really back to the old songs in something like Judith or... Um, The Outsider or something like that. Uh, So it really sort of hollows back to those albums all the way back in the early 2000s. But um, it's a a really good album. But for me, the album of the year is, and I know it's going to be an awful lot of people's album of the year, is Prequel from the Swedish rock band Ghost. Um, It's something I've already talked about. You can go back and listen to the whole sort of spiel I've given before. But um, it's an album that i just find myself coming back to over and over again it's fun it's silly it's you know it's hard hitting in places as well there's you know hard rock elements there's a bit of 80s thrown in there there's a bloody saxophone in one of the songs and it's just (laughs) lots of fun and it's you know playing around with the sort of the themes of the black death and it's a band that's not taking itself too seriously and i think that's an awful lot of what's wrong with some bands, you know, they just take themselves so seriously and it's, you know, it, there's no really no real enjoyment in the, the music for them or for the fans then and this is, you know, a group with Tobias at the helm that's really, really enjoying itself and, you know, this band is only going to get better and better and I absolutely can't wait to see them. I'm nearly as excited to see Ghost as I am to see Metallica you know in...
0: June, so. now from you that's something
1: uh, absolutely yeah and, that, and that's all down to this album you know they've they've sort of hinted at this greatness on their previous albums but prequel is really where they've hit their steam and it's just so exciting to think about where they're going to go next excellent
0: that's good to see that like a band's finally got where you want them to go yeah sure it's a nice feeling you guys did it i was with you for so long so there you go your album and your song of the year well now uh, my I, I'll get through my song then quickly mine's from um, actually I have two I want to mention very briefly as well first one I'll just get out of the way Bass Acres by Kurt Vile. I spoke about it on the um, bottle it in episode I did recently and um, a really 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 nicely crafted song nearly 10 minutes long but you don't really feel it really kind of impressive uh, backbeat to it, this kind of literally reversing sound backwards falling and it kind of it feels a bit uneasy first, but then you're kind of lured into the song by his really nice vocals. So it's just I want to really signal uh, single that out for a really impressive, uh, really impressive uh, job. Um, when I saw him do it live, it was actually completely different. It was kind of much more heavier drum beat. It seemed to be a little quicker. It felt like a completely different song. Still really, really good. But I, I kind of prefer the album versions. A little softer, a little more mellow. But the live version was it was a really nice surprise. Another song I want to say, um, give a shout out to. And you're probably not expecting this. For some of the, the music that we've talked about on the show. How highfalutin and arty we can be sometimes. Is it this that song,
1: Cardi B song? What is that? Cardi B song? It's
0: not that bad. Don't worry, <laughs> but it's nearly as popular. It's Paradise by George Ezra. Oh, yeah. OK, he I'm a big, big fan of George Ezra. He's just a really good chap. If you follow him on Instagram, he just has the absolute crack. And his songs are just I, I don't know what it is. He writes songs that just everybody loves. The two big ones this year, of course, being Shotgun and Paradise. It was tough to pick one, but I went by Paradise because, as the kids say, it's a banger. Um, and I think it's just, you know, if, if you're in the right mood, if you're in the right atmosphere and Paradise comes on, it's the song you needed. I just think, you know, it's everywhere. You can't really escape it. I th- I think it was it's it's a rock and tune. So I have to give a shout out to Paradise. It's kind of, it, you know, it's really, really enjoyable song. I was actually thinking to myself. It would be the perfect song to have on Midnight New Year's Eve. That yeah, goes, yeah. if you're in a big crowd, have that song going, party on. That would be a brilliant song, I think. But my song of the year from an album I haven't mentioned on the show before, but I think I will get to it at some point. It's a new album this year, obviously. It's a band called Teleman. T E L E M A N. So Teleman, Teleman. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. The album's called Family of Aliens out this year. Uh, this was the third single off the album. And I just stumbled across it someday. And it was a pretty unique way to stumble across it. The song is called Song for a Seagull. And what it is, it's four and little a half minutes, around that anyway, song that's just this pretty, pretty tale of really about a guy kind of wanting to get away from everything. Wanting to experience absence you know leave the mess of this world behind take an inspiration from a seagull who's able to just fly away but then he kind of realizes he's actually doing it by himself and he doesn't really want to be alone in the middle of all this he just wants you know he just wants a bit of calm rather than chaos all the time the song is incredibly sweet incredibly nice it's it's a hug of a song you listen to it and it's just kind of it It, it envelops you in this feeling of it, it's okay things are okay yes everything seems a little crazy right now but watch the seagulls you know see them flying away flying around fluttering around maybe one day we can do that right now though it's okay to take a little solace a little solace in them the band Telemann English band they've been around a good while they had, had a few couple of you know big enough songs before but this is kind of i found it and it blew me away there's some other really good songs on the album as well but song for seagull just out of nowhere became really my my favorite song of the year and like as much as i love bass Ackwards, i had to give it to this song just because it meant a lot to me when i just heard it out of nowhere but how i found it was i actually just stumbled across on youtube But it really stood out to me because the video is brilliant. The video is done as like a live, I think it's like live Twitter broadcast. So you you can do your live videos Mm. on your Periscopes or whatever it's called. Just Twitter live video now. And the video, now this is going to be controversial. The video is vertical. So you're watching on your phone. You have to hold your phone upright. And how it's done is the four guys in the band are in the back of a... A taxi driving around London and like they're live streaming the, the taxi drive and they're just singing the lyrics and the, the song's playing over them and it's really really simple and just really endearing it's really you know it feels really personal it's like you know this band is they're thinking the most pure way to deliver the song and that's how it's done the comments on the screen of the live video all the people commenting on it are the lyrics of the song so you can kind of follow along. But every now and again as well they have these other comments pop up from um, famous Twitter people. One of them is Charlie Heaton, who's an actor from Stranger Things. He plays um, oh uh, someone's brother. What's his uh, the uh, Yeah, Jonathan.
1: Johnny? Jonathan, that's his name. Yes, yeah.
0: the guy. Yeah, the guy who went missing his brother. Um, Fender, Fender Guitars tweets them. And my personal favorite person to tweet them, Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, so there you go. Corbin endorses Telemann. There you go. So Song for a Seagull is my song of the year. Give it a a quick listen. It really is just an endearing, sweet tune that just stood out for me as out of nowhere. This beautiful, beautiful little ditty that just will do you right in times of need. That song is bang on exactly what you need. My albums of the year two more uh, quick honourable mentions these are kind of two um, I would say one's controversial the other is a bit left field that takes a bit of explaining controversial one is from a band called Pine Grove the album's called Skylight Um, currently available for free the reason for this is uh, Pine Grove and it's lead singer recently got into a bit of um over the last few years a bit of controversy because he was accused of um uh nothing abusive but of more sexual coercion I think was was the right. term used. Okay. Um where he was trying to kind of convince a girl to leave someone for him and it was all the time talk. There was no way kind of abuse involved, nothing physical, nothing like that at all. Um Evan Stevens Hall is the guy's name. It has since been completely patched up. He has gone through uh, therapy programs to, to absolve himself the, the victim has you know accepted all apologies and kind of he, you know the band went through a, a bit of a change to get through it she told him take a break for a while get everything sorted they had this album ready to go I think about two or three years ago obviously couldn't release it so they recently uh, a couple of months ago released it for free on Bandcamp Um, I think that's obviously very important to get across that story. Everyone should know that. Um, you know, this is kind of where the band is now. They are through us. They're they're touring again. They're doing a couple of gigs early next year. It's good to see because they are a fantastic band. This guy Evan Stevens Hall, um, is a really really interesting songwriter. Very intense lyrics. Very interesting, intelligent intellectual lyrics, apparently he's crazy for his Russian literature then again, who isn't Um, and a lot of that comes across in in the lyrics, but in terms of music, it's very you know uh, kind of folk, pop esque, you know, a lot of acoustic guitar with some you know, but I wouldn't say like folk, music. y it's not Fleet Foxes Um, it's nearly somewhere between kind of Fleet Foxes and I don't know, some someone like, folds maybe, Um that you know, so somewhere in between there, but Skylight is a really really good album. So I just hope that he can, he has got himself together now and he'll persevere. Go listen to Skylight. Listen to songs like Rings uh, or Patterson, Patterson and Leo. Check him out. Um, it's it's good to see him back on track and had everything everything sorted. Another album I want to quickly mention. Is very very different, and some of you, an awful lot of you, probably won't like it. It's called Pillars slash Other Heart Tracks by someone. I'm just gonna say someone because I have no idea. Someone called Hiakui, Yakui, Y A K U I. I found this as well. Uh, it's also available on Bandcamp. What it is, it's just kind of like drone, ambience kind of music. Each song is kind of just a. You know, a long sliver of sound, but it's done in a really, really interesting way. It's not—it's not lo-fi as such. There's a lot of effort into it. There's a lot of layers. If you listen to it properly, good and loud, you'd hear a lot of stuff going on. I'm picking this because I'm I, only because it's probably the album I've actually listened to most this year. It did come out this year, this year in 2018. I use it when if I'm going to sleep. If I'm just kind of, you know, walking around through town aimlessly and I just want something in my ears, I would stick that on. If I'm reading, I'll have that playing. So out of sheer playability, and it is very playable. That's why I picked it. It's really, really interesting. So this Yakui person is, um, as far as I can tell, just literally by a, <laughs> a silhouetted image on Bandcamp is a guy in somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania I think but well, again it's one of these bankhand things where they just make their own little things and, and throw it up I'm literally picking it just because the incredible playability of it, how much I love it, that kind of drone ambience deep interesting sound that um, I, I think a lot of people would actually really like if they heard it there's an awful lot of that kind of stuff out there a lot of it is very, very different than some of the rest of it. You know, if you want more kind of in terms of, uh, you know, a, a, a drum beat, you can get uh, some kind of more bassy stuff, whatever you want. A lot of it is out there. Try and go find it. Um, and this is one guy I really recommend. He's got a, a, a couple of other stuff up there. But Pillars slash other hard tracks is the, big, is the big one for me. But my album of the year, the one above all the others, it's the very first one I spoke about this year. It's Contodo El Mundo by Kruangbin. And it's something I just come back to again and again. Three guys in Kruangbin. Mark Spears, Laura Lee and Donald Johnson. With their Thai and Iranian inspired melancholy funk. Ah. Oh, just, just, it, it works wonders for me. Released back in January. So I've been waiting 12 whole months and I'm like, Mleh. Not as good as Contodo El Mundo. (laughs) Um, It's just a a sweet, subtle, lovely album that you can dance to, that you can rock out to in certain places, that you can slow down and have a cry to in certain places. Go back to episode 30 of this podcast where I give a full breakdown of it, including my my brief encounter meeting Laura Lee from Crangbin and also... How much I love the song, "Como Te Quiero," a beautiful, beautiful piece of music that's just stunning to listen to. I didn't give him my song of the year because I didn't want to pick the same thing from it. I didn't want to have the same album, the song. Um, so, but it's right up there with "Song for a Seagull." Believe me. Um, you know, I, 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 I find it hard to to talk about it too much because I'm just like, yeah, you just gotta listen to it. Their performance is so sharp. And crisp they're all such good musicians on point who know exactly how they all work and the songs they write are so interesting just the drum a bass and a guitar maybe a little kind of backing track from some keys or whatever but really really minimal those uh instruments all come to the fore and they're just they're, they're masters at what they do they really are they've made this is only their second full-length album they've a couple of VPs before but only the second full-length album, and they're already superstars. I saw them at the start of this year in Wheelands, and now they're one of the top billed acts uh, in, in the British Summertime Festival next year in Hyde Park. Oh wow, that's yeah. a big gig. Yeah, so it's it's so you know they're they're getting there no problem. Their recent tour on uh, around America has just you know just the, the selling out everywhere. Bigger and bigger venues, you see the the crowds just grow. And to think it's for like literary music inspired by Thailand and Iran. But that shit's cool right now. And they are the ones that are making it cool. So my album of the year, Con Todo El Mundo, which translates to With All the World by Kruangbin, which translates to Airplane. So there you go. Get your airplane around the world and listen to Kruangbin. So it's kind of nice, I think, in a way, that actually both our albums of the year were something we spoke about before. Yeah, that means absolutely. you, our loyal listeners, can get even more of it on previous episodes. You can hear our our, our full proper thoughts rather than just our wondering Oh my god, it's so good! It's but
1: we we uh, <clears throat> re- reward our loyal listeners with repeated listens. If you go back, you'll always find something new. You know <laughs> exactly
0: a it's little like in like jokes, Easter like eggs, if- and stuff. Yeah, our little in-jokes that get funnier along the way. We have a Stan Lee cameo in every episode. <laughs> You've
1: got to look for it. It's really hard to find. But he's he's there. in
0: there, believe me. He's in there. Cost us enough money, but he's in there. Um, so there you go, folks. A smorgasbord. A whole heap of stuff that you can take as our favourites of the year. I might do up a proper list and stick it up on Facebook so you can see um, sure. after this episode goes up. And We'll stick a few bits of each of them maybe up onto our Spotify playlist, which is of course tiny.cc slash T M I G Spotify. You, you can get everything there. And it so our our favourites of twenty eighteen. What do you think what do you think of the year as a whole is like in terms of content?
1: Yeah, I've I've been very happy with the, the music that's come around. I was kind of worried when I didn't see an awful lot of you know stuff on the horizon at the start of the year but something like eat the elephant sort of came along and sort of surprised me and sort of albums i didn't think i would like i ended up liking in the end um you know stuff that kind of grew on me as the year went on something like disturbs new album wasn't that big a fan of it at first but i find myself going back to it again and again and there's an awful lot of that kind of music around that maybe doesn't grab you totally by the throat and says, you know, listen to me all the time at first. But, you know, really rewards you with re- repeated listens, just like this podcast, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It only gets better with time, folks. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, the same. You know, we started the year looking in, you know, I thought last year was a really good year. And I'm actually looking back, I look back at my list of albums I had as contenders for last year, and it's like, Jesus, it really was a good year. And this year I was like, oh, nothing's really standing out a whole lot but what we did get i thought was was really good maybe not in quantity but in quality um and like you said at the start of the year i i hadn't heard of of teleman i you know i hadn't heard of yakui and here they all are you know making my top list and i'm so happy they they do now exist and um, and also i got to see i was looking up to see a lot of really good music live this year and i encourage all of you to do that if you can um if you ever go to something that maybe we recommended or you think you know you started listening to something that we have spoken about before and you like it, let us know. We would absolutely love to hear that. TrustmeIts Good Podcast at gmail.com at TrustMePodcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash trust me it's good. I know everything is literally a different way of saying the name of the show, but you can find it out there. Just go to facebook.com slash trust it's good. That's probably the main place. You get all the links there. So another year down only a few episodes of this show, but we'll try to stick to a, maybe a bit more of a regular routine. We'll try, we'll try, we'll try. We'll try. We'll, we'll expand a bit more. If you've got ideas for the show, let us know. We'll try to do more things that that, that we have opinions on. Who would have thought two white guys with opinions, huh? It on works. It's worked for <laughs> 2,000 years. <laughs> oh, it's like I think that's how every single religion has started. <laughs> Well, guy, guys with opinions so thank you folks for, for listening throughout the year a big thanks as always to the people of Sweden thank you Aiden. thank you Kevin we'll see you in, uh, in 2019 on Trust,
1: and Trust Me I, It's Good
0: and I can't wait